episode 10 of the Prolific Christian Writer Podcast. Today, I get some real live coaching on launching my next book. Welcome to the Prolific Christian Writer Podcast, where we believe you can change the world with your words. Follow an indie author and pastor and his guests as they share inspiration, tips, and advice on how you can honor Christ and change the world by writing fast, writing often, and writing well. I'm your host, Tian Doan. Now let's get on with today's show. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, today is uh, just a few days before Christmas, so I want to wish you guys a Merry Christmas. This probably will launch, the, the audio will probably drop on uh, Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, so hope that you had uh, a great Christmas. Uh, today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Um, I'm talking with my friend, uh, David Ramos, who was a, a guest on one of the earlier episodes, and um, he's going to help me uh, with uh, trying to figure out my my next book that I'm, I'm uh, publishing. And this is my third book. And uh, let me give you a little bit of background on this. Uh, as a pastor and a uh, consultant, uh, I, I work as a consultant and a coach, a life coach. I coach pastors, I coach church planners and leaders, and it's part of a ministry kind of side business that I do. And even myself, uh, along the ministry, um, I've been in ministry for about 20 years, and uh, uh, for most of that time, I've received uh, coaching uh, throughout the, the process. You know, when I was uh, an intern at a church, and then when I uh, went out and became a church planter, I got a, a life coach or a, a church planter coach to help me walk through the steps. And so uh, after a while, I became a, a life coach myself. That um, was actually... Uh, uh, the reason why I created my, my the first book, The Life Path, is just things that I've been using in my coaching business. I decided to put it all in the book. So, um, but uh, the coaching business is about, you know, walking alongside a person, helping them to figure out what the next steps are. You know, coaching is a little bit different than teaching or consulting. Uh, there's not, you're not teaching someone in coaching. You're just asking questions and helping that person figure things out. So, uh, you know, one of the things that I learned as I'm trying to become a writer, trying to get get into this uh, writing, uh, you know, writing rhythm and writing and publishing regularly, I, I realized that being an independent author, you actually spend a lot of time uh, with yourself in your own head, in your own mind. You're, you're creating these resources, you're writing, uh, you're outlining, and you don't really bounce your ideas off of anyone. So, uh, and I was thinking that one of the things, I, I love the independent publishing revolution and the, the indie publishers, self-publishers. I, I just love uh, the community and uh, I just love everything about it. The, but there's one thing that the traditional publishing world um, has that's a benefit that, that us independent authors don't have is uh, traditional publishers, um, usually when, when you're working on a project, you're working on it uh, with a team. You have an agent that you're running ideas uh, with, you're, <clears throat> you're, um, you have editors, you have uh, publicity people, and you're just working it through in a team. And I, I realize that that I don't have a team. You know, you even maybe even you might have an art director who is going to uh, be helping you. Um, you know, with the book covers, and you're going to be talking about okay, this is how how we're going to promote this book. We're going to launch it here on this date. We're going to run these promotions, and there's a whole team behind you, and. And, uh, well, you pay a lot for that team. You know, they, the, the publishers take a lot of your, um, your royalties. Um, so I guess, I guess they're working for you, but, um, independent authors, we, we don't have that. We don't have people to run our ideas, uh, you know, like, 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 um, bounce our ideas off of. So I asked uh, my friend, uh, David, if he would, uh, just sit down and talk to me and just ask me questions like as if he's my my coach, you know, just asking me questions. And for for me, the reason why I wanted to do this is that I need um, I'm a verbal processor. So I need to be I need to talk this over with somebody. So um, what you're going to be hearing is just a, a live coaching session. 
And uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about the book that I'm hoping to to publish in the next couple of weeks. So uh, what you, you'll hear is just uh, my reactions and, and we don't really have much planned. Um, I just told him a little bit about my book and uh, I, I gave him some uh, sample book uh, cover designs that I, I, I threw together. So that's pretty much all that he knows. He's just, we're just going to go and he's going to ask me questions. And my, my hope is this, that, that we uh, collectively as independent authors, self-publishers, things like that, that we can actually form a community that we could help one another that if some of you out there maybe you're listening you need a a coach uh to help you with your publishing um like i would hope that you could feel free to to, to reach out to me reach out to other people uh in, in this community so uh so this is what you're going to hear next you're going to hear my conversation with david ramos as uh he's coaching me through the launch of my third book well, today I got on the line, we have Mr. David Ramos. Uh, he is a friend and he's a, an author. He was actually the guest on episode five, where we talked about BookBub and launching uh, his new book, What the Bible Says About Purpose. Dave, uh, how, how, did the, how did that book go? It just launched a couple of weeks ago, right? A few weeks ago? Yes. Um, it's actually been pretty good. Not everything I hoped it would be, um, but I've... It was one of the books that I've done more testing for than others. And so, you know, everything I spent on design or editing or advertising, I've made back, which is always a win in my book. Um, so to make it back in the first 30 days, have a positive response. It's been good. Yeah. Uh, it looks like you got eight reviews, 4.8 stars. And then I just gave you a five star just uh, right before Ooh, we got on the line. You. So you got, you got your <laughs> ninth. Raising my rating. You got, you got your ninth review from me. So, Perfect. uh, yeah, it's, uh, I love, uh, I especially love the, uh, the book cover. Um, I, you know, I'm a, uh, designer myself. I got a little bit of art background, so I noticed things like that. So good job on that. You did it yourself, right? Yes. Thank yeah, you good so job, much. Good job. Good job. Uh, so this is what we're doing today. Um, the reason why I asked you to come on and uh, is I a uh, li- little bit of background here. Um, I am a uh, not only am I a pastor, I also have a, a coaching business where I coach pastors and, and church leaders. And one of the things is it's helpful to even if you, even if the other person doesn't know all the answers, it's helpful to have someone to walk alongside you with to ask you questions that will force you to come up with the, you know, an appropriate answer. And one of the things that I, I, I feel like is missing in this whole self-publishing world is like, uh, we don't have agents or editors or publicity or art directors or no one's asking us like, you know, no one's asking me, Hey, is that a good idea? Should you do that? And so I'm launching my third book and I decided it's like, man, I, I, I would want to, I want to talk to someone about this so and you know i talked to folks uh friends and stuff but they've never written anything they just like you know they read a book every two or three months and you know so i, I can't i can't you know you know i want to i don't want to ask them and so i i reached out to you you're you're an author you've written i don't know a dozen books or so and so what we're doing is is uh just want to just record this as if it's a coaching session uh, and say you're my agent, you're my editor or whatever. And, and I have this book idea and I'm trying to, I'm trying to launch it. And so we're just going to record it live and just see where we go and have no idea where, where this is going to go. And, uh, just for the audience sake, um, uh, I asked David to come up with some questions that to ask me, and I don't know what, what he's going to ask me. <laughs> so who knows this might be like, I, he might discourage me and I might quit writing, uh, pastoring and everything. So, Hopefully but, uh, not. Hopefully yeah, not. yeah. So anyways, um, yeah, that's, uh, that, uh, that's the background. So w- w- you want to get started or do you want me just to tell you about the project or how, how do you want to do this? Um, I'm going to, I'm going to get started and just to kind of give you an idea of where I'm coming from. A lot of my questions are less content based and more, you know, big idea and marketing based. Because I feel like if those questions, if your answers for those are in line, then the content will take care of itself. But so yeah. often 
the newer authors get so concerned, like, you know, is my book, is the, is it following the structure and everything? Like, let's talk about the other things first. Um, yeah. And, uh, for everyone to know, David has not seen, I haven't given him a book proposal. I haven't given him an outline. Uh, he's not seen a draft. So, so that actually, that's a good way of approaching it. Cause you know, you actually haven't read the, the actual, uh, content. So, uh, you know, so good, good. Go ahead. Yep. Going in blind. All right. So for the first questions, um, I want you to summarize your book in one sentence. Oh, my goodness. That's, <laughs> you're going to start with the hardest one, right? Yes. Uh, let me let me. The title of the book is The Devil and Dr. Sarks. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's that's not my one sentence. But if I were <laughs> to have to come up with it, uh, it would have to be something like a a practical uh, guide uh, to, um, you know, a practical guide or advice and wisdom about spiritual warfare, something like that. The book, is, the, the, the topic is, is about spiritual warfare. So um, I actually think I came up with a, a short tagline, something like uh, wisdom, advice and warnings uh, um, on the art of spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm playing with for the uh, subtitle or a tagline. But as wisdom, advice, and warnings about spiritual warfare. So what do you think? Is that good? I, I think that's a good start. I, mean, okay, I, think, good start. I love it as a subtitle, but uh, when when you're thinking of the one sentence, like going forward, think of it when someone you walk up to someone and they say, hey, I like that book. What's it about? Uh, so, so kind of like elevator pitch, right? So this yeah, is what you're asking. a one sentence elevator pitch for the book. So, um, something about, uh, a just real honest, practical and funny advice about spiritual warfare. So it, it's a kind but, of a, yeah. a, um, so in the book, uh, Although, you know, I actually have several um, theological degrees, uh, mm-hmm. what I, I feel like is that a lot of the books that I read um, by pastors are actually really boring. They're right. theologically correct, but like I'm never going to pick up that book ever again mm-hmm. uh, unless I needed to, you know, find out the meaning of this Greek word or something. They're just, and the, the uh, pastors tend to not include their own personal stories or personal opinions or even personality in their book. So um, this is almost like a, a, like if you were to merge like Chuck Swindoll, John MacArthur with like a Anne Lamott and Jerry Seinfeld is that's what I, I want it to be. So we're talking about real stuff. We're talking about truth, but I, I want it to be a little bit um, kind of like memoir. Like I, I mm-hmm. there's a story uh, connected to, to every point And then, but there's some observational humor because like, I, you know, I, I, I think uh, we need, it needs to be interesting, entertaining, so that's that's what I'm going for. So I, I like that. I think you hit on some key words there. Like from my mind, the sentence that kind of came out of that is someone walked up to you and they're like, hey, what's that book on? And then you would say, imagine Jerry Seinfeld was a pastor. This is what he would write on spiritual warfare. Oh, my goodness. That's my tagline. <laughs> because, yeah. you know, Jerry Seinfeld is someone anyone knows. And we're going to cover your market in the next question. Um, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's something everyone knows. And it, Imagine if Jerry Seinfeld's a pastor. This is what he would write about spiritual war. That's, right? That's great. Yeah, cool. yeah. I, I love that. This is, um, although I'm not that funny, but <laughs> I think I'm funny when you compare it to, like, boring pastors. But you can't, you know, um, you that's a low bar, crack. right? That's a low bar to, to, to achieve. But, right. uh Imagine if Jerry Seinfeld was a pastor. This is the this is what he would write uh, uh, about spiritual warfare. Yeah, that I love good. that. Thank you. You're worth <laughs> you're, you're worth the money I paid you uh, to get on this uh, call here. 
Um, so. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, what so, else? Uh, throw something at me. You, yeah, so uh, pigging, piggybacking off this, um, who is the market for your book? Um, and you can answer that in any way you want to, and then I'll probably ask for more specifics. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So obviously so, um, it has to be a Christian person. Um, uh, so it, it it's kind of weird because uh, when I look at the market for – uh, Christian inspiration book. It's 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 like um, highly female oriented, mm-hmm. right? So, um, and I'm talking about spiritual warfare. So they're not really interested in that. And then on the other hand, the the there's books on prophecy, spiritual warfare, you know, all this stuff, uh, and and those tend to be very highly conservative Christian guys. You know, trying to figure out who the uh, Antichrist is and all that stuff, right? <laughs> so, so you know, they they're they're all about prophecy, and so it's it's neither one of those. So, mm-hmm. um, the que- the the thing is, I don't know. It's but it's the book I want to read. Uh, so I'm picturing uh, this is the bad target group because they don't buy books, right? But but like a, a millennial, a millennial Christian who. Um, uh, honestly, the person I had in mind was the same target that I wrote uh, my first book, which is it's called the, no, no, that's the second one. The first one's called oh, The Life Path. Yes. The Life Path is written for like a college student, a 20 something year old, you know, just out. Maybe they just uh, finished college or, or moved out from mom's house and they're wandering through life and they're trying to figure out their life. Um, and they don't really, so a, a, a wanderer, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not a, it's not a, it's, a, it's not a great, it's not a big market. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the funny thing is I think people have bought my book to give to a millennial, yes. right? So I actually got, uh, Hey, this is totally off the subject here. Okay. Two mm-hmm. huge things that like encouragement bless my heart moments last week um i was actually having a you know struggling with kind of self-doubt and like man i can't finish this book it's i've been working on it and it's just getting slow there's there's this thing about finishing you know the finishing energy gets real low you've been in it and it's just like you get real tired right so i get in uh within two days um, I get a, an email from a person that I don't know who it is, but just said, I read your book and it blessed me so much. Um, I looked you up and I made a special donation to your church because your book blessed me. Oh right? man, that's so, awesome. So that's great. I was like, that wow. That is really cool. Wow. <laughs> uh, and then the next day, or maybe it was two days after, I get a, a Facebook message of a Christian life coach in New York. And mm-hmm. he said, wow, hey, I, uh, I really like your book. Is there, um, uh, I, I, I actually, I'm starting a new coaching cohort and mm-hmm. we want to use your book as part of our curriculum for this coaching cohort that we're doing. Nice. And he said he's going to buy, uh, uh, you know, um, he's going to include uh, uh, my, the, the price of my book. He's going to buy my book and to give to each person in his coaching cohort. That's awesome. Um, and it just really encouraged me that I was like, man, you guys, I don't know. And uh, we emailed back and forth. We actually, I actually Skyped with him after we, we, we had a talk because I was like, wow, this guy's going to buy a bunch of my books. So uh, anyways, that, it's, that was really encouraging. So, that is so cool. It was, uh, even though that book was written for t- like younger, um, you know, 20-somethings or whatever, people kind of wandering, trying to figure out their life. Maybe the same person that your book, the, the one about purpose, you know, mm-hmm. what it's about. So that's the center of the target. Uh, so yeah, that's my, that's my answer. All right. So for demographics, I have your target um, is a 20-something, and then they're probably in a wandering stage of life. Um, and you said it's probably more females who are interested or not? No, uh, probably not. Um, I, uh, my second book, I intentionally tried to make it a little bit more female oriented and yeah. it, it, it did something wrong to my soul. Cause I, I designed the cover and it has mm-hmm. dandelion flowers on it. 
It's like, it's like, oh my goodness, I'm, I ha- I have a book with dandelions on it. So I was like, no, no, no. Hey. So so you um you saw my book covers. There, I I'm I'm putting the 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 devil on my book. <laughs> yes. But it's so like an I want to talk about that. Though. I want to talk yeah. about that. You know, I actually have like eight different versions now. You know this? Yes. You <laughs> yes, you do. So um, I would think um my humor and my it would lean towards the guys. Okay. Uh, I talk a lot about. Yeah, I talk a lot about. Uh, I like. I use a lot of movies, uh, as um, examples or illustrations. Mm-hmm. You know, you you said a few really good things. Um, and gosh, there's so much I want to cover with this. All right, so let me let me back up. I want to tell you my demographics for my market, and then kind of implant that on what you said. So, you know, from my testing and writing, my target market is 44 to 54 year old women who have at least one college degree and are attending, you know, a church currently have usually been in some leadership role in that church sometime in the last three to five years. Um, But my books rank high in men's devotional categories. And that's because, like you said, they're reading them and then buying them for their husband or buying them for their church's men's group. So for yeah. you, your thing, you know, the two people you mentioned were older than your target market group, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, I think, you know, targeting, targeting men with books is like pulling teeth. So <laughs> they I don't think, read. no, I mean, they do read, they read differently than Jack women. Reacher. And, they read Jack yeah. Reacher. And a yeah. lot less than women. So I think your your intentional or unintentional targeting a female with your first books was good strategy. And I think this one, um, even though like the humor might fit more of a male audience, I think you should still kind of keep that eye that, you know, even though men might get more out of it, women are going to be the one buying it and they might be the one buying it for their husband and so on. So kind of have that dichotomy. Um, okay, when you're that's there. interesting because uh, I actually I agree with you. A part of me I want to fight back, but uh, yeah. you, you know, you could fight back. I, I could fight back, but then my book won't sell, right? So, <laughs> so uh, I put um, the first book cover, maybe the first two mm-hmm. that you saw. I put it up on one of these, uh, um, one of the author groups, the Facebook groups, and yeah. you know, you know, there's very few Christians in there. And, yeah. uh, and I got a lot of feedback where, um, most of the Christians hated it and yeah. especially the Christian females thought it was terrible because it has, you know what it, it has, a um, it has a picture of a 19, it was, I, I did a Photoshop of a public dona- domain image of a, a 1920s vintage silent movie. Yeah. Uh, it was called the movie was called like My Friend the Devil or something like that. So it has this painting of a devilish figure, not evil. You know, it's like wearing a cape, right? So, yeah. uh, but uh, kind of like a Faust type of devil uh, mm-hmm. talking with a guy in a tuxedo. And so I use that uh, because it's kind of lighthearted, but it's still the devil. Yeah. But I noticed that on that, uh, I was surprised. I got like, you know, over a hundred comments on just one post asking, awesome. "Hey, what do you think about this this um, this cover?" And none, okay, like eighty percent of the Christians didn't like it, and none of the female Christians liked it. So there you was know what this, that, there was you know this one guy me? that said this. There, there was this one guy <laughs> that said this. It's like uh, when I was a Christian. Um, I would have hated this, but now I'm an atheist and it actually intrigues me. <laughs> you know, I'm like, hey, all right, that's interesting. Well, but, well, but, yeah. yeah. So what that tells me is that 100% of the people who you would like to buy your book aren't going to buy the book. <laughs> like for, for my purpose book, I had, I probably tested six to eight covers over a month or two. So how do you um, test it? You, you, you put it on Facebook or A-B tests yeah, somehow? Yeah, Facebook, emails? Twitter, email list. Um, I do a little bit of Facebook ads to run them to different covers. Is it just um, on Facebook you do a poll or do you do the, so, like, yeah. what the AppSumo things? What is it? I don't know. There's those apps that... Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't. I use pretty much just the polls. Um, and same thing with my 
audience, uh, MailChimp, you know, MailChimp has polls that you can build into the um, automation series um, or the emails. Um, But basically what you do, you just do what you were doing. You know, you test A versus B and then you keep working it out. Um, And like the yellow cover, whenever the yellow cover is versed a couple of different versus a couple of different other covers. And every time I did, you know, I get a few dozen comments or so. Um, not a hundred. So I need to get into whatever group you posted in. Um, yeah. but then I would only pay attention to the people that were my target audience. So you know, I'd look at their profiles. Does this look like a woman in her middle ages? Um, you know, I'll go to her profile. Can I see that she's part of a church? You know, what does she do? And then I'd look at what they voted for. Um, because you know, one of the things is authors and especially with like the whole online community, we have access to a lot of information. Um, and like a lot of different opinions, but we have to decide which opinions are going to matter for us. And when we can define that audience, when you can, you know, if you really want to reach millennials in a better way, then you have to actively find groups where they are post in those groups and see what they rate, because you can get a hundred people to love a cover that one millennial won't buy. Yeah. So you have to, yeah, you have to pay attention to the right things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, you're, I know you're right, uh, but it, it grates against my, my artistic side. Yeah. Because <laughs> most of the covers of Christian nonfiction has like clouds and rainbows and, you know, some, you know, and, and, and mostly text and, and I don't know, yeah. it's like, like a, a starburst, uh, you know, like a lens flare, lens flare right. generator, you know, so, you know, and I don't know, I try to do that with my, my second book, but, um, again, a small piece of my artistic soul died when I, <laughs> am I really, am I really gonna, yeah. Okay. Keep on going, man. That's good stuff. I got to A, B yeah. test this sucker. Yeah, you you're on the right track. Though the fact that you're even asking this questions is you're so much ahead of other authors, especially so, Christian ones. Okay, um, ho- hold on here. Why forty yes. four year old uh, plus? What did you say? Forty four plus to what? Fifty five. Forty four to fifty four. Fifty four. Be yeah. So why why that? Why that? They got um, they got money. So they, well, they can, yeah, they have a little bit of expendable income, but a lot of it is who else are they listening to? And so again, over the last year or two, I've been testing my books and against who, who else is my audience reading? So, you know, um, Rick Warren, cause he writes a lot on purpose, uh, Stephen Furtick, Joyce Meyer, um, gosh, John Piper, you know, pretty much everyone I can think of who has an audience of a few hundred thousand consistent listeners or readers. Um, and the ones I rated highest with were Joyce Meyer. Um, you know, those would be most of my audience has read at least one or two of her books. Most of my audience who liked my Facebook page also likes her page. There's just a lot of correlation. Um, and then when I would run ads, the lowest click through rates were by far like literally half the cost of everything else was Joyce Meyer fans in that age bracket. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, uh, she's on my list of uh, uh, keywords for the Amazon oh. ads. So yeah, so I, I haven't I haven't really followed up to see um, what the what the prices and the click throughs on on that specific those specific keywords. But yeah, she's mm-hmm. she was one of the people that I searched like you know also bots and she popped up. So nice. yeah, yeah. Really yeah, good. that's a good way to narrow down your audience. Um, yeah. Okay. But, you know, it's different, though, because, you know, uh, theologically, I'm not in the same thing. But I think most writers right. uh, or readers don't delineate as much as pastors do. Right. Because mm-hmm. um, and to be honest, I know my theology is way different than Joyce Myers. But um, when I've taken when I've glanced and perused. Her, uh, you know, I downloaded uh, one of her books when it was on free or something like that. And I looked through, I was like, you know, her books, uh, you know, uh, doesn't necessarily expouse the full, you know, uh, spectrum of her theology as much as, as like maybe her sermons or whatever. So I was like, yeah, that's interesting. So a fan of Joyce Meyer, you know, could still also be a fan of John Piper because like they, mm-hmm. I don't know, there's something in writing, like maybe she doesn't 
go, I don't know, uh, uh, put on her, you know, specific theological agenda as much. So exactly. And you can find that niche. You can find, all right, where do I fall on the spectrum and hold those people close to you? Yeah. Um, so that was good. So do 44 right. year old women like Jerry Seinfeld? Maybe. Um, I haven't pulled them, but I would assume so. <laughs> yeah. You know, honestly, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not a woman, but I'm not that far from, from that age back. Uh, but so, yeah. So you got to be in the little bit older than, than that makes sense because I, I have a lot of eighties movies references, <laughs> right? So, so you, I'm talking, you know, so, so that's in there. That's a range. Yeah, no, it is. It is. That's the thing. Yeah. Eighties and nineties, you know? All right. Um, so different question here. Okay. Um, why should people read your book? What does it accomplish that other similar books do not accomplish? Uh, so my book is, it is practical and it's simple, plain talk. And it is like a football coach, uh, you know, like just sitting down next to you and it's talking about real stuff. And like one of the, one of the, uh, one of the chapters, I, I don't know exactly what I titled it, but, uh, the opening story was, uh, Lieutenant Dan in, uh, mm-hmm. in Forrest Gump, Yeah, you know, and, and just saying that, you know, uh, the, his first speech was, you know, Hey, you gotta, you gotta change your socks. Like, he's like, if you just change your socks every day, you know, you'll be fine. Stick with it. You'll be fine. Just follow, you know. And I relay the story of when I first got started in church planning, I had a, a mentor and uh, he was my Lieutenant Dan. And he gave me, sat me down and gave me, um, you know, the speech about about spiritual warfare. So it's this mm-hmm. real practical coaching. Uh, and, yeah, practical, um, not, uh, but. So not not necessarily profound, but what I would say is I, I explain things and I apply it where you could see it in your in your real life. Mm-hmm. And then so, yeah, um, practical, simple, but uh, I would also say entertaining and 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 hopefully funny that what I want is um, I want people to uh, pick up this book more than once, mm-hmm. right? Because so it's not just content. It's like I'm telling us, I'm talking about, um, so I think one of my first chapters, it is called uh, When I Was a Teenage Exorcist. <laughs> and so it, it was a very serious issue, but when I was a, uh, but I explain it in a funny way. But when I was a teenager, uh, as a brand new Christian, we experienced like several demonic manifestations because of uh, stuff that was, you know, that I was involved with, with my friends and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, we, it's real, but it's funny because I present it in, I try to present it in a funny way. Uh, yeah. So why would they read? It's, it's practical, simple. Um, interesting. I like it. I, I, I was going to harp on you for using the word practical, but I like that you gave the coach illustration and I feel like that's, that's really useful for, for people because people, and again, you said it's not necessarily profound. Well, you don't know what's profound for other people, especially your readers. I think you, yeah, don't undersell your book. And everything it can do for someone else, because the, you know you're you're putting what you've learned and what you're familiar with in this book. But you know you've been a pastor and you've had all these experiences, and so what you're bringing to this could be exactly the thing these people have been waiting for. And that's like yeah. you are opening this door and you're doing it in a very conversational, interesting way. Um, yeah. So I think yeah. believe in that book. And okay. Come so out. so tell me tell me about practical. Uh, do too many people say practical? Is that why that word I think doesn't too many mean anything? People say practical and they don't know what they're talking about. I think you do know what you're talking about. And so that's why it's okay because you give the illustration of 
you know, it's practical because like the coach, when I was, you know, just starting out planning churches, this is what he did for me. This is where I was able to go because of it. And you understand that, but other people throw out practical because they think it's a, it's a catchword, like purpose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you did good with that. Thank you. Thank okay. You. Um, how, okay. This is a big picture question. Okay. How does this book fit your goals as an author? Um, right now, honestly, it is, uh, just building, well, two things. Number one, I, uh, I just need to finish things and publish them. That's, that's personal, right? Uh, I just, I, I want to just get it out there. Secondly, um, it's not a great answer either. It is that I am trying to just amass a, um, you know, just a backlog of, of books want to create uh just a i don't know uh, just some content out there um mm-hmm. to uh yeah so um this one is not necessarily strategic in connecting well i'll well, take that back uh it might connect to the next book it, it probably does connect to the next book uh but uh right now it feels kind of random um but uh my it's in a series and this mm-hmm. is you know like you have whatever testament heroes or something like that right that's yep. your hero yeah so so my series is the most generic title but hey it pops up when people search because it's in a series so i call it i call it the intentional christian life series nice so um uh, I'll eventually write about what I mean about intentional. And it's, it's like one of my favorite words in d- discipleship. You know, you have to have mm-hmm. a, a vision and you have to work towards a, you know, with discipline. So, so, uh, like but, that. uh, yeah, so it's, it's in a series, um, but it doesn't necessarily connect very well. So I don't know how to promote this book. It doesn't, you know, um, mm-hmm. I, I had more fun with this book in that I think I it, I allowed myself to um, show my personality even more in mm-hmm. in in this book rather than just you know try to just give good content. So um, uh, yeah, so I don't know. So I, uh, yeah, ask me a follow up question. I, I think you did some good things there. I think knowing that you are still building your backlist, you know, because this is book three, right? Yeah. Or four? Three, um, three. I think that's good that you know this is heading in the direction. Um, I like that you're playing with the genre a little bit, that you're including some humor. Um, I think a lot of people are scared when they're writing to take risk, and I think this is a good risk on your part. Um, a follow-up question that I'd like to hear you answer and then we can circle back around. What else can this book become? And that's as broad as it is. Is it, could it also be a lecture series, a play? Um, I don't know anything you could imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, starting in the new year, one of the things that I'm going to go back around to do is I'm going to, I'm going to record audio for, for all the books. So that'll be the first thing. Um, I'll record it myself. Um, and I'm actually thinking, I don't know. Um, I'm thinking about giving away, uh, using it as the, the lead magnet. And I don't Mm. know if it will be all of them or not, because it, you know, it, it looks like Amazon or or the uh, audible, Mm. the exclusive versus the, you know, whatever wide, um, it, the royalty sucks on both of them. So, yeah. cause it's like 40% exclusive, but you got to sign seven years. Right. Yep. And then, and it's 25% uh, royalty. Uh, if, if you can put it someplace else and then you can also give it away for free. So it's right. only, you know, it's not that much difference because, you know, and I'm not going to sign seven years. So I was figuring, you know, I, I was thinking about I need to have a a lead magnet. You know, you give away is it Joseph or something? The book on Joseph um, for free. Joseph and Abraham. Yeah. Yeah. Abraham is perma free. Right. On the but they can't get Joseph anywhere else. No. Except yeah, for, Joseph is only lead magnet. 
So what I was thinking about doing is, you know, I, I, I want to come up with a perma-free book. I don't know what it's going to be about, but uh, maybe it's going to be smaller. But my lead magnets, I want it to – I was thinking about making it the audio, mm-hmm. right? The audio oh, version. Cool. And, That'd be different. Because um, yeah, I've – actually, one of the uh, – I downloaded something from a business guy that did it that way. Mm-hmm. So it was like, like, um, hey, you bought this book. Do you want the audio for free? You nice. Know? So, and if they missed it, you know, they, you know, they might just buy it on Amazon. But if it, they get to the, you know, I don't know, whatever. So that's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, I, I do think that it could be a part of um, a course or something later on. Okay. So, I don't know. I I really like the audio idea and using it as a lead magnet. I think um, you know, you do feel like this book holds a lot of your personality better than some of the other ones. Um, and so, you know, you're good at speaking. You have a good voice that I like to listen to that, you know, whoever is listening to this podcast enjoys as well. That's why they subscribed. Um, and so introducing yourself like that setting the expectation right away. Um, I think that's really good. I think that's a good strategy, um, regardless of how the book performs. Would would you, would you do audio? Would you give away audio for all the books or just one or it's just, we have to test it. I don't know. I mean, it depends on your long-term strategy. I, at the beginning, um, you're just trying to get names. I'm just trying to get emails and fans. Yeah. Like in the first year, like 20, the end of 2015 and 2016, I mean, I was making my books free as often as possible and, you know, turning them, my books are also available in audio, but not an audio book. They, they're a podcast that you can listen to, um, you know, like a daily devotional that you wake up and listen to, um, and so, yeah, it, if your goal is just to grow the audience as quickly as possible, that'd be a cool strategy. In every book, you say, hey, you bought this book, want the audio for free, and then they jump on your email list. And you could segment them by books or just have a big yeah. library of all your audio that every book is driving them towards. Um, That's very cool. Would yeah. you um, – hmm. uh, I remember last time we talked, you, you mentioned that your – perma-free book uh, uh, led to how many daily signups to get to your yeah what, what, what was my that? Joseph well I mean yeah. at the height of it like right now two or a year and a half after my book bub I'm still getting three to five email signups a day just from that one book it's, it's natural yeah just, completely uh, you don't free. okay so yeah. yeah, it's three to five, but it was like twenty or thirty at first, right? Or when? Oh you were, yeah, when, the fir- yeah. The first, um, you know, six to eight months, it was double digits. My email grew list, I mean, grew by hundreds every month instead of, you know, a hundred or so. So yeah. Okay. Okay. What else you got for me? Okay, let's see here. Um, so what books? are you competing against or what books is this one going to go up against when people see it in the store or are looking for something on spiritual warfare? Well, I probably, probably Joyce Meyer's book. She has a book called battlefield of the mind or something that I haven't read, but it is pretty high up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's probably what I would, um, I would say, uh, yeah, the, I looked up the ranking um, of the category of spiritual warfare, and I think uh, some authors, uh, you know, um, who are ranking high, their book isn't like it's a prayer book, but they put it in yeah. spiritual warfare, so it's ranking really high. It's like, man, mm-hmm. if that prayer book wasn't there, um, I would probably, <laughs> I, I could probably get it up there pretty, you know, pretty quickly. But you know, there's some big guy named who's like, you know, he's. You know, he's in, in the prayer category, which is actually a pretty big category, it seems like. Um, yeah, that's a hot one. Yeah, for, for, for the Christian nonfiction. So uh, probably Joyce Meyer it, it would be uh, the main one. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, that is still selling decently. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, that that Battlefield of the Mind book, it's funny. Um that's probably the first book I read by her back 10, 15 years ago. And that book has sold nonstop. So if you can hit well, something in spiritual warfare. It's, it's like it's like, you know, it's not like uh they have it at like Target and, and Walmart, right? So right. if your books, you know, uh hit Costco, you're doing something something good, right? Exactly. So, yeah. So yeah. So I just pulled her up. Oh my goodness, thirty five hundred reviews, and she it's like four four point nine stars or something, right? Yeah, so, and that's yeah. that's since Amazon has been created. I'm sure she sold like a million before Amazon yeah, even yeah, came. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so, so yeah. That, let's see. Let's see the ranking. Yeah, it's it's, it's up number. There. It's only it's only number four in spiritual warfare. But oh. it's under it's under ten thousand in in total, so it's not it's not huge. But it came out a long time ago. Nice. Right. So there, the top three are newer ones I've never heard of, uh, but uh, they they look like indies. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so, cool. Yeah. So I don't. Let's see. Number one, where they're sitting. Uh, they're sitting at four thousand on the, the total uh list for digital and for digital and uh they must have just ran a book bub or something because there's this, this limit time offer 99 mm-hmm. cents regularly so it must be a promotion they just probably just jumped on here yeah uh it's yeah so that's probably what it is hmm. yeah that's cool though all right um, so we, we sort of touched on this last question and we can circle around to any of them. Um, okay. but so how do you plan to reach potential readers of this specific book? Um, honestly, um, I'm not, I, I don't have plans to do anything very specific with this one because, uh, my first book, I put a lot of energy into it. To mm-hmm. launch it well, and uh, I actually gave away a thousand downloads before it was published, nice. uh, and I nurtured that, uh, and I, you know, I did a lot of stuff. I made some videos, and then I launched my second book two months later, doing nothing except for sending one email. Or maybe two to my list, and they're kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, of yeah, so and honestly, I don't I don't have that much time in in doing much. You know, um, I was thinking about um, running a free promotion for my my other two, uh, and to kind of coincide with the launch of this new one. So I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 um, I'm, I'm open to I'm open to to doing mm-hmm. whatever. But, um, you know, I, I tried the, uh, you know, those other book lists. Um, There's some of them that were OK, but most, I don't of know. Them. most of them didn't really bring in much, you know. Yeah. Um, well, just to preface this, um, I think something that doesn't get talked a lot in the indie community um, is that, you know, we're. To some degree, we're still writers at heart, even though we're trying to be also like entrepreneurs and everything else, building something. And sometimes we just have to write books that we need to get out of us, regardless of what they're going to do out there. Um, And for me, uh, this past year, Future Theology, that was just a book short. I just couldn't get to the next thing until that was out of my head. And I didn't plan too much around it. Um, It didn't sell very much, but I feel very good knowing that it's out there. And and out of me. Um, and I think you have to decide, are you okay with this just being one of those things that you accomplish for yourself and you know, you know, maybe it can be a lead magnet, maybe it can be these other things that build your audience, but it doesn't have to be, you know, what your first two books were. It doesn't have to be a moneymaker. It can just be, you know, a, a you, a piece of you that is out in the world accomplishing this small part of your overall goal. Yeah. Um, 
with that, yeah, I think so. I would probably I would probably do the same thing at minimum as I did with the other books. Uh, I have maybe seventy five Amazon ads each, uh-huh. so awesome. over one hundred and fifty of them, and yeah. they all have nearly a thousand keywords each. Wow. You know, and I, I, you know, uh, so I'll probably do something similar to that. Mm -hmm. And it brings in it, you know, it's like uh, ROI of uh, at least 150 percent, 200 percent. So that's crazy. I I bid really low, like seven cents max Mm -hmm. on on. But I have, you know, 150, 175 uh, ads running and it's really low clicks and um yeah, and you know that that's why my books still stay up there. Nice. Um, we're we're gonna have to do a whole episode on that, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. No, this I'll show. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll, I'll talk to you. We'll do it live. I'll show you how I do it. That'd be um, really cool. It's better. I try. Like it's better than like Facebook ads are. Uh, it's expensive. very expensive, and they don't actually sell your books because I mean it's good for building a list or something or mm-hmm. getting likes or, or or shares, but. Um, maybe downloads of a, a freebie or something, but, but to actually go to switch, uh, click the link, switch to Amazon, put in your whatever, you know, uh, uh, credit card that that's not many people are going to do that No. So, and it's expensive to get eyeballs on, on Facebook's expensive. Right. So, yeah, I, I think that's a good strategy for this is you just, you know, do what you've done keep it consistent and get working on the next project too, because you know, of all the marketing that they always say the best marketing is just to write another book. Yeah. Your next, that's what you plan to do. Yeah. So this, this is the funny thing about this book. This was supposed to be book one of, of, uh, like part one of, uh, another book. And, and I, I don't know if I mentioned to you, it was supposed to be, it was the, the, the dangerous toils and snares. It was the traps. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think I talked yes. to you about, so it's yeah. about, uh, traps and this one. So these chapters were kind of the lead, the background. And I was like, man, I'm getting a lot of words here and it's getting too long. So, but you know, I could chop it in half. It'd be a pretty good book by itself. So, That's you know, cool. yeah. So, that next book, I, I think it could um, coincide pretty well with this one. So, and, and then plus, like plus a, I have seventy percent of it uh, of the first draft already done. You that's know. cool. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, so I, I, I'm I'm hoping to lo- do that one within at least with, uh, at least by February or something. That's so, good. Yeah. Keep it fast. Yeah. For the yeah. Amazon algorithm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I I noticed that. Uh, between the first and second book. So I tried to do a two month, have two months in between. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, this one is, um, it, it might be closer to three, but, but it's still, if I launch it before New Year's, it might it'd still be uh, the, within the 90 days. But let, let me ask you this question. Yeah. And um, how much, like, is the launching versus, um, like, I'm not really promoting this at all mm-hmm. uh, outside of my list. I wrote about it in maybe two emails, and but not very, not very clearly. Not you know, I just saying, hey, I'm working on this thing. This is the next project, but uh, um, you know, uh, is it better in your opinion to launch it to stay within that that, that sixty to ninety day? you know, before it falls off the cliff of the, the previous books, you know, fall off of Amazon's radar or to actually build up some momentum, get some, you know, get some reviewers. Like I did it like two months in advance for the first one. Like, Hey, you need to write your reviews, write your reviews. And one of the things I did was I actually launched the create space version first so that people could put their reviews before it was officially, you know, so your, your reviews stick. Uh, mm-hmm. even if you only have the create space, right? So, yeah. Yeah. So I don't um, know. So it, it's going to launch with zero. I, actually, it will launch with one review. It will be, uh, David Ramos's review when it launches. Yes. Uh, other than that, <laughs> other than that, yes, sir. It'll be there. <laughs> better give me a five. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it really depends on, on your strategy. So the first, 
when I did the first four or five books of Testament Heroes, those were almost 30 days or 45 days on the dot. Um, yeah. Just over and over. And it's a lot of, I mean, it's exhausting. You know, you have to stay in constant communication with your reviewers um, so that I made sure I got, you know, hopefully 10 in that first launch week um, that I could promote it. Um, and yes, I, those have sold a lot more consistently than the ones that I just didn't launch as well. Um, but, you know, I, I plan to do this for the next Lord willing, next 60 years. Um, so my ultimate marketing strategy is that as I grow in popularity, my access will just, you know, grow too. Um, and so I'm not playing the algorithm game as much because, you know, I'm like next year I'm planning to put out only two books. My stretch goal is four books. Um, but my audience, I plan to, you know, times that by 10 through, different podcast interviews through different YouTube channels that I'm growing, um, through different advertising venues. So like if, if you mainly want to write and be an author and grow that way, then it's in your best entrance to play the fast writing, get it out in 30 days. Um, yeah. 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 So maybe that's the, uh, yeah. uh, Yeah. Very good. Very good. Um, although, this is the danger, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm self-editing this one. I had yeah. I, I had editors uh, at 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 the tail end uh, last the last two books. Mm-hmm. Um, he's unavailable for my time constraints. Yeah, but uh, I, I learned a little bit of you know, um, and and yeah, I, I you know I put it through Grammarly and Hemingway. Nice. Uh, yeah, I, those two tools right there are worth their weight in gold. Yeah, well, they're free for me because I, I don't I don't pay for. Them. <laughs> but they're still worth their weight in yeah. free gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so they'll pick up most of all the annoying things uh, that yeah. people uh, get mad about, you know, typos and like you know just just grammatical errors. So yeah. I'm not worried about that part. Yeah, I mean, if you're yeah, and by the time you're getting enough reviews where people are complaining about an error here or there, that means you're doing something right. So, yeah. like for a lot of newer authors, it's okay. Just yeah. get the book out there in the best way you can. Okay. Okay. Anything else? Hey, you're. Um, I know you told me a, a time slot you might be running up against. Uh, so, uh, I'll be respect. I I can um, talk as long as you have time for. But let me know when you gotta uh, run. You got family or whatever you got to do so yeah yeah yeah, probably two more minutes here okay Um, okay ask away man (laughs) um yeah i guess i guess the last thing the you actually covered all my questions but well let me me ask let let me ask you questions since i only got you for another okay number one uh the title and number two the book cover can you pull up the facebook uh messenger i put up four more and i put up some simple ones because I actually looked up uh, C.S. Lewis's uh, a reprint of of of, of, uh-huh. of of the screw tape letters, and I was like, "Hey, I like this." So I just um, was playing around with it. Those were really quick. Um, but the title, "The Devil and Doctor Sarks." So, um, what do, what do you think of the title? Uh, is it is, so? It's a book on spiritual warfare. Yeah, you know? I actually love the title. Um, okay. I think it's, I think it's clever, and I think it, you know, I haven't read it yet, but it lends itself to the genre that you're talking about. You know, it's it's gonna be theology, but it's gonna have some humor in it. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, I very much like the title, and I love the subtitle too. Um, when you were talking about wisdom, advice, and warnings on the art of spiritual warfare, golden. Yeah. You you're hitting keywords. Yeah. Um, you saw that everything right? the, the art of spiritual warfare. So art of war was one of the yes. keywords. Yeah. I actually mentioned that in the book. That's why I talk about, you know, the devil has a dog eared book, Sun Tzu's book on his nightstand because he's been copying Sun Tzu's <laughs> tactics. It, so, it works. Yeah. Um, yeah. For the covers, I like that you played off C.S. Lewis. I actually like those the, the um, later ones. I probably like those more than the one that had like the 1920s yeah. feel to it. Yeah. Um, 
but I would I would test these, you know, the red and white covers against the other one you sent that has the angel on the bottom. Yeah. Um, uh, because I feel like regardless of what we might think of that, um, it, it, it very much communicates yeah. what genre it is. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that looks like every other book though. That's the, the only thing. But that's the thing. I know, yeah. I know, I know, I know, I know. Right. Like, so, that's, and that's then the, the, the second, the fight. second one uh, with uh, is a, a Gustav Doré uh, print that I, I, it's the darker, um, it's kind of burgundy with a black stripe. You see that one? Right. Yeah. So it looks that, kind of like flowers behind it, or oh, it's, it's actually, people fighting. Yeah, yeah. it's a Gustav Doré's. This is a Paradise Lost. Uh, it's a, um, yeah. Uh, it's a kind of famous, uh, uh, yeah. Shows uh, what I know about art, <laughs> but it is. All right. So that one would probably make my top three, that one the, with the burgundy, the angel, and then, um, the red and white cover. With, which one? Let's see if I can show you on the, on the screen and then you can communicate it. Do you see? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You well, like the, the the I see it. You like the you like that text uh, the uh, that font versus the other font. I personally I like the the font that's a little bit more like magic markery, um, but I think that it's harder to see. The skinnier font is easier to read. Yeah, when it's you know the pixel size that's on Amazon, and I think that's going to communicate better to the people who are looking for a warfare book versus and, a comedy book and the night versus but it's not a serious night it's a it's a woodcut knight and a uh dragon yes right? yes but, i like that um yeah but better it's hard than to, better than the logo of it look i mean that looks like a high school football team the other one yeah i got more of a your coaching you're coaching a high school team with that one. But this okay. is something you can curl up with and read to a Bible Sunday group or something. Yeah. Okay. Similar. Uh, <laughs> bla- black, white, and red, simple. You, you think that's fine? I think you keep the color simple because you want to draw – like the white text on the red is beautiful. It draws the eye. And then the fact that you have the knight and the dragon – and all the bottom text in black and white, yeah. um, it, it feels removed so that you focus on the title. Okay. Um, Perfect. Yeah, I think okay. I think you did a good job with it. Yeah, yeah, that came to me late. I was, uh, uh, yeah. Anyways, hey, um, really appreciate your your time. Any any last things that you you want to just say before we we sign off? Um, just just that. I encourage you. You're doing a great job with this. I can't wait to read the book. It's going to be great. Um, and yeah, the fact that you're taking the time to think about these questions, I, I'll, I'll uh, type up and send you these questions if you want to post them for the listeners so they Perfect. can kind of measure their own work against Perfect. these. Perfect. Um, but yeah, well, you're on the right um, track. David, one of the things that, uh, and we'll, we'll close with this. One of the things that I'm hoping is that uh, we know that there's independent Christian authors out there um, mm-hmm. who are just like us and like, you know, like my wife doesn't want me to want to read my book. She doesn't want me to, you know, like, Hey, well, honey, what do you think about this? Like, 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 Hey, don't, don't bother me. Right. So I can't, <laughs> I can't talk to her about, you know, um, right. uh, on this level. So most of us, we we're trying to do this by ourselves. We don't have an editor. We don't have an agent. Like, um, who's going to help us through this. So I'm hoping that we can form, you know, some type of community where we could kind of help each other uh get better improved in our craft maybe make some some money a little bit so Mm -hmm. that's what i'm actually hoping i i I hope um that maybe in the future on this podcast we could get you know some other uh newer authors or it doesn't even have to be new authors you know just authors who who want just someone to coach them ask them these questions and uh maybe that we could provide that as a as a service so that's what you know that's what i'm hoping what do you think about that I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, And yeah, I think we could do a lot of good together and with others. Okay. 
All right, David, uh, you get to sign off from uh, uh, to our audience. Say uh, last words. Any last words to them? It's this is going to be Christmas week when this um, this launches. This episode oh. launches. All right. So, well, I hope you've had or will have a beautiful Christmas season um, that you just take that time of Advent to be thankful for all that God has done and be hopeful for all that God will do. Thanks for listening today. We hope you found it helpful. If you like the show, please help us spread the word by subscribing to the podcast or by leaving a rating or review. You can connect with me on my website, tndone.net, where I have lots of helpful resources available to you for free. My website is tndone.net. That's spelled T-H-I-E-N-D-O-A-N.net. See you next time. And remember, you can change the world with your words.